This episode of Undisciplinary is recorded on the unceded lands of the Wadarong peoples of the Kulin Nation. And I pay my respects to elders past and present. As you can probably tell from the title, this is not going to be uh, a regular episode of Undisciplinary. Sadly, Courtney Hempton died last week on Tuesday the 1st of November. Uh, This has been shocking news for me and I know for her friends that I've spoken with, family and colleagues who worked with her in various ways. For those unaware, Courtney and I started this podcast back in uh, April 2020, Um, and although since uh, late uh, 2021, she hasn't hosted an episode, um, and we talk about that uh, a little bit on some of the episodes, I I think, Uh, she was working on some health issues as well as, uh, you know, aiming to finish her PhD. And it uh, was always my hope, and um, I believe it was her intention to come back once her PhD had been completed, um, and she'd got on top of her uh, health uh, issues and concerns. Um, and one of the last email exchanges I had with Courtney, um, uh, she was suggesting a guest who she thought would be good to come on to the program um, when she was back. So Courtney... Uh, died by suicide and I don't know why she did this and I'm not here to sort of speculate about that Um, but as Courtney has said to me on a number of occasions and I'm sure to others um, and when we were working together either sort of on some of the joint projects or in preparing various episodes that we did on this podcast about euthanasia or about death and dying, she'd always tell me that we need to use D words, uh, death, dying, dead, rather than sort of euphemisms, um, passed on, past, so on. Um, That we can't create a different reality through these euphemisms or through silences And Courtney's work was on death and dying, and she thought it was important to change the way we speak, think, and practice death and dying. And it's not easy for me, uh, and I'm no expert on this, um, but part of the point of sharing the news of Courtney's death is to speak into that silence and push back against the stigma surrounding... um, surrounding suicide uh, in particular, but I think also just the the sort of shocking uh, silence that surrounds um, the death of a young person uh, and the tragedy that that is. Um, of course, I, you know, am also aware of not wanting to fill silence with chatter either. But the other point, is to talk a little bit about Courtney's role in setting up this podcast, uh, which I think reflects uh, her character and her, um, I'd say, ethical commitments 
uh, around the importance of having conversations. So Courtney worked with me uh, on my DECRA project that was looking at the history of bioethics in Australia for roughly two years, um, which pretty much coincided with COVID and the Melbourne lockdowns, um, which I know Courtney, uh, like many people, uh, found difficult um, a difficult time. Um, and so like a lot of people, uh, during the lockdowns, we decided, uh, and perhaps it's a, it was a cliche that we should, uh, sort of have a podcast. Um, and it wasn't for just the sake of doing so. Um, and you can listen to the first sort of episode if you wish about sort of some of the rationale for doing this. Um, but Courtney in particular was keen to try to cultivate a place for certain kinds of conversations that weren't always given the space or time in other fora. Um, you know, particularly, I guess, both of us in, in the context of bioethics, uh, but more broadly in relation to, as we say, the history, politics and ethics of health. What are some of the things that aren't um, talked about as much in either academic journals or in popular discussions? And so that was something that really, um, you know, we both agreed on, but Courtney in particular was keen on that. Um, and so for, for instance, uh, another aspect that I, I think particularly in this relation to uh, time, to give time to those such conversations, I initially thought that it would be better to have shorter and punchier episodes. Um, and I think, I think the second episode that we have with Jane um, reflects that where I was, I think, trying to push for having a 30-minute episode. Um, and Courtney's instinct was to allow more time and space for conversations um, to develop, which I think uh, reflects sort of her impulses and instinct towards the need to not rush things, to allow uh, for the time to talk through these things. Um, and if you've had a conversation with Courtney, you would know uh, that there's always another path to go down and another tangent to explore in that conversation. And I think the other sort of, I guess, um, commitment that she had in coming to this podcast and, and developing it, and, and that's mainly what I want to talk about just now is her role in the podcast rather than in other areas that... Uh, I've worked with her, um, but was to give uh, an opportunity and, and space and a platform, I suppose, to use that language, for people who uh, whose research, they may be at the beginning of their research, beginning of their careers, um, or they may not have um, other platforms or avenues as readily available to them. So always trying to... Um, be intentional about the the guests we would pursue and and seek out and Courtney was I think always very um very uh, good at pushing uh to pushing me and pushing us to sort of pursue those um those guests rather than I suppose uh seeking uh, big fish or uh, easy options um so yes, this is, uh, I guess to say, you know, um, 
that Courtney uh, greatly shaped the, I guess, the ethos and direction of this podcast um, that she uh, will be deeply missed, um, not just in the context, obviously, of this little podcast, but more that this is, I guess, a reflection of, um, I think, our our friendship and also of her, as I guess I've been alluding to or trying to suggest of her ethos and character. Um, And uh, I know many people are grieving uh, not being able to have further conversations with her. Um, So I really just wanted to have a, a, just a short episode I guess on that this isn't the time for long conversation and I think this isn't the time uh, for analysis I think as academics um, and you know I'm the only one here so speaking for myself it's easy in these moments to revert to the comfort of abstraction and analysis Um, but I know that we have a small but loyal and interested um group of people who listen to this uh, regularly. Uh, I wanted to share this uh, very sad news with you. Um, if you did want to speak with me, um, you can contact me through, I guess, my email or uh, our sort of joke email or the email we always joke about, but I will be checking it. Uh, it'll only be me checking it, but undisciplinarypod at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, that I think, uh, that, yeah, we do, we need to, uh, talk, uh, about death and dying and the circumstances of that, not to dwell on it, but to, uh, remember, uh, and to, uh, sort of acknowledge that these are social practices and social events, um, that uh, are part of us and and I think particularly uh, in relation to suicide um, this this is actually one of the topics that was on a list that Courtney and I have of people and topics to address um, we haven't and hadn't yet done that but sometime in the future uh, we may look to doing that um, so this is, uh, I, I guess, you know, just the beginning of that. Um, and I guess I would also encourage anybody who is feeling um, uh, overwhelmed by this news to reach out to those around you. There are services. I've particularly found uh, some of the Beyond Blue literature on how to talk about um, and grieve uh, suicide to be helpful um, and would encourage you to either contact those resources uh, online or um, reach out to friends and family.